I am Andrea Butcher, and this is Being at Work. Being a leader is hard. So on this show, I set out to talk with experienced leaders to learn from their pivotal moments, how they led through the challenges we can all relate to but are often unheard. You never know where your path is going to lead. That's one of the key themes from today's episode. I sat down with Melissa Davis and am so grateful for the message in her story. Melissa is the president of BSA Life Structures, an interdisciplinary design firm creating inspired solutions that improve lives through architecture, engineering, interior design, and planning services. As you'll hear in her story, Melissa loves her work. She's passionate about the impact that BSA is having. She became president much to her surprise in 2016, and she highlights important lessons learned as she reflects on the journey that got her there. I can see how it's all connected and part of her experience. You want to check this out. I came to work at BSA Life Structures in 1996 um, as an interior designer that uh, worked a lot in healthcare design, laboratory design, um, and higher ed areas, which are the, the areas of focus for BSA. I loved what I do. Uh, the, the areas that we focus on and what drew me to BSA was um, the design that we do truly impacts people. If you're designing healthcare design, I know a lot of people used to think that, you know, healthcare is not glamorous. And I know when I was in college that I used to think I wanted to design nightclubs and restaurants and cruise ships and and fun things. Uh, But I decided, you know, that I, I got exposed to healthcare design and that I really found my passion there because of the impact that it has on people, especially at times in of need. You know, if you if you really think about it, unless you're going for a well visit or delivering a healthy baby, if you're dealing with a, a hospital or um, a healthcare situation, it it's probably stressful and and not necessarily a, a happy uh, time. Research uh, is so incredibly important to me as well because the difference that we're making, the laboratories that we design and what the researchers are doing and the impact that it has on the world is just incredibly gratifying. Wow. So it sounds like you clearly feel like what you're doing is valuable, making a big impact. Yes. So it's funny that you initially wanted to design nightclubs. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not the impact of healthcare design that you're having today. (laughs) Correct. <laughs> so you have, you, you've had such a rich career and no doubt, Melissa, have lots of stories, but I know that there's something in particular that is a lesson learned to you as you look back to your career. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So um, as I mentioned, I joined BSA in 1996 and I worked as an interior designer for uh, 15 years and I left for a brief period of time uh, to spend some time with, with family, uh, an Ill, Ill family member and needed help take care of. And so when I came back uh, to BSA, I came back in the role of the director of interiors for the firm. And at that point in time, we had three offices. Uh, we now have six offices um, and we grew uh, to that in that period of time when I was uh, director of interiors. When I came back, we were left without an interiors department uh, leader and basically an interiors department. 
and we were an existing firm without an interiors group. So when I came back, basically had to start the group from scratch and uh, started over again. And we had two other people that were here besides me that had been part of the previous um, interiors group. And the three of us together um, built the group back up again, um, hired more amazing people and grew the, the group to about 23 across all six offices. Well, I guess I did something right in doing that because it got the attention of the chairman of the company. And um, our company is a little bit unusual in that we rotate every four to eight years. It's kind of an unwritten rule that we evolve our leadership. So the past president um, and two past presidents before him are also all still here at BSA. Oh, wow. Two were architects and one was an engineer. So the one that was just before me was was uh, in his eighth year. And so the chairman felt that it was time to bring in new blood, so to speak. And um, they always look at how the company evolves um, over time. And the leadership before me was a little bit less an incredibly smart, wonderful person, but not much of a people person. And we were kind of lacking a little bit in the culture area. So the chairman felt very strongly that we bring in maybe somebody that had a little bit more of the the people skill and really focus a lot on, on the culture of our firm. And he approached me and asked me what I would think about being the president of the company. So I went from being, you know, an interior designer to being the director for the firm nationally to being the president of the firm nationally and had absolutely no idea, no aspirations that that would ever happen in my life. So when was that? What year was that? That was um, in 2016. 2016. 2016. And how long had you been back? Because you said you took some time off, came back as director of interiors, and then grew the group. I had been back for five years. Five years. Okay. Yes. So it was was quite a surprise. Um, It was very flattering to think that someone saw something in me that I didn't even, that didn't occur to me (laughs) on my own. And I remember um, having the conversation and uh, my response was, after we had a a lengthy conversation, was, well, I'm intrigued enough to not say no. So let me think about it. So I went back, um, you know, and of course it was was a secret. I couldn't tell anyone. And I I came back and as I was thinking about what I wanted to do, Um, it seemed almost as if every single day something happened that made me feel like this was what I should be doing. Uh, You know, something would happen with a coworker or a situation. And, and I remember thinking if I were president, I could fix that, or I could help with that, or I could make a difference with that. And um, which would make us better. And so I literally almost every day, something was making it glaringly obvious that this was what I was supposed to do. And so I thought about it for probably about six weeks before I gave an answer. And then uh, I was actually put in the role um, about five months after that. 
Um, it was after board elections and starting off the new board with making the change. So you had no idea. You said you were so surprised. <laughs> yes, I about fell off of my bar stool, um, literally <laughs> got faint and uh, started shaking. And I mean, I it just completely came out of the blue and never in a million years did I think anything like this would happen for me in my career. So in, a, in addition to surprise, how else were you feeling? Um, scared. You know, that six-week period of time that I thought about it, I, you know, I had a lot of questions. And, you know, so one of the things that, you know, and, and getting back to, you know, the lesson learned that I, that I was thinking of, you know, not, not having aspired for this and preparing for this role, I didn't do a lot of things along the way that I wish I would have. Um, one of the things that that scared me um, a lot was, you know, the people before me, and we are an architectural firm, and, you know, we have contracts and legal documents that uh, go along with, with our documents that we put out for, for design. And architects are very well versed in, you know, contract writing and what the contracts uh, uh, are what they include and obligations of the firm and things like that. As an interior designer, um, we have parts of that that apply to us, but interior design is incorporated under the architect's contract document. So, you know, I never really had to worry about the legalities of a contract as an interior designer because I always had, you know, the architect or, you know, the other people in, in the uh, group that were, that were writing it and, and in charge of the contract. And so that side of it really scared me because I had not ever done that before. And I think the, the other thing was, you know, not preparing myself from a networking standpoint. Um, I had been involved in some interior design organizations and, um, a few community organizations throughout my career um, and throughout my life. But I had not made that a high priority as far as helping advance my career and my network base. And, you know, that is a huge thing. You know, when you're doing, you know, business development and you're you're looked at as, you know, a leader of, a, of the largest um, architectural design firm in the state of Indiana. People look at you, they, you get included in a lot of events and, and opportunities. And I didn't know very many people. Um, I know that there are a lot of people, you know, here at BSA and, and people that I know out in the community that early in their career looked for leadership development opportunities. Um, Stanley K. Lacey is one here in Indianapolis that's a coveted uh, program that many, many of my friends have, have gone through. Never in a million years did it occur to me to try to get into the Stanley K. Lacey leadership development program. What were you aspiring for? <laughs> I'm kind of a simple person. I, I love doing my in, interior design. I love making my clients happy and doing everything that I can for my clients and my coworkers, my team, as we're designing projects for our clients. Um, there's nothing that gave me more 
um, satisfaction than, you know, going to a ribbon cutting or an, or a, you know, an open house for one of our completed projects and watching people start utilizing their, their new space and, and working in the environment that we helped create with them. And now they're living and, and working in this space and seeing the, seeing the things that come from those spaces that, that we've designed. Um, it's just has a huge impact. And, you know, I just wanted to be an incredible interior designer and um, have incredible relationships, trust from my clients. Um, I wanted to have respect from the design industry um, and the design community that I was, you know, an excellent designer, but I never thought beyond that. Well, but it, and it sounds like that is what led you to the role. You said that the chairman noticed the great work that you were doing. So by focusing on being the best you can be where you are, that ultimately led to where you are today. I think so. And I think, you know, the, the fact that, you know, when I came to BSA, I was a single parent, you know, very green. <laughs> and they were such an amazing family. They greeted me with open arms. They taught me, you know, I, I, I was promoted to ownership of the firm, you know, so from the very beginning, I felt very much a part of an amazing family. And that frankly is why I wanted to come back to work for BSA because they, they are just such an amazing organization. So building the interiors group for BSA was that was something that I wanted to do. And um, it was very important to, you know, to come back. I knew the company was amazing. So I wanted to build it and help the company by uh, growing this group again. So I have to ask about then the leaving and then coming back. So you said you told us earlier that you left for a bit. And then it sounds like you came back with gusto. (laughs) You came back as the director of interiors and grew the group to 23 across three offices. So I'm curious what you were doing in the time off and how that prepared you to come back. I left for a period of time. and um, I left for six years, actually. And during that time, I did continue to work on contract with BSA. But I was um, helping my elderly mother with my um, father who had cancer. And I also had um, children, uh, four children in junior high, early high school ages, and just kind of felt like I needed to be present um, for them. But I didn't want to give up my, my career. So I did uh, do contract work with BSA and, and some other firms as well, and just, you know, worked independently. You know, that to me is, is something, you know, is, is a message as well. It's to, you know, never be afraid to do what works for you at whatever point you are in your life, um, because you can. I know a lot of, of people say, you know, they're afraid to step away because they feel like they can never enter, re-enter back in. But if you don't just, if you don't stop completely your craft and you stay current, you know, in my opinion, well, I'm an, I'm an example of the fact that you can come back in um, after doing what you needed to do for your family and your personal life um, to come back in to even bigger and better things. And, yeah. you know, I didn't come back as, as just a designer. It was, you know, coming back, leading the group. And we did grow from the three offices to six offices. So it, and, and we have interiors in every single, every single office. 
Um, so that, you know, that was, um, and the way we worked together and the way we grew the group was a, a whole department effort. It wasn't me. It was, you know, I guess you could say I was the chairman of the committee. Um, the group was uh, amazing. And I tease with them now. I say, you know, look, you know, the reason that I'm in this role is all your fault because you guys made me look really, really good. <laughs> but the lesson learned about the whole thing, and that I can't stress enough, is getting involved and building your network you know, going through these programs and things with, you know, you build relationships and they may be people that aren't even affiliated with your profession, but it is amazing what a small world it is out there. And um, by having that network and being involved and recognized as someone that is willing to, to be selfless and give um, to your community, that is something, that is the one regret that I wish I would have done and started preparing myself for what might, whatever might happen in my future. And I did not do that well enough. So that is something that I, I pretty much preach to the younger staff uh, within our firm and, and, and young people um, everywhere, my, my children's friends and everybody, I, I am constantly telling them, you know, that you need to do these things now because it will pay dividends in the end, wherever your path takes you. Yeah, wherever your path takes you. Because as you said, like you, you never know. No. Just like you, so surprised at what people are seeing in you and the opportunities that can come when you're doing great work. And I guess that's the message is that, you know, if you, you know, I, I kind of put it onto my parents. I had an, an amazing family, amazing upbringing. Um, they taught me to work hard to, you know, no job is worth doing if it's not worth doing right. So that kind of bred the perfectionist in me. And, you know, to just have, you know, good work ethic, honest, uh, honest and hardworking. And, you know, that to me is, is what I've done and what has um, led to a, a wonderful career of great relationships with clients and great opportunities like the one I'm in right now. Absolutely. Well, and when I look at your skill set and your network today, I mean, you clearly, upon becoming the president of BSA, you did what you needed to do to be successful in that role. I mean, you are very well networked today, very well connected, always such a learner at heart, always open to new to new learning. What did you do specifically, Melissa, when you were named president to fill those those gaps that you felt existed? The past chairman, the gentleman, Donna Altmeyer, was the chairman of the board when I came to BSA, and he was the epitome of being involved in the community. Um, as soon as it was announced, I got an, an email from him, and he said, congratulations, I will help you get connected. And I said, okay, let me, let me get my legs under me here real quick, and then um, I'd love to get started. And so it, it took, uh, I don't know, a couple months maybe for me to kind of get into my role. And I reached out and I said, okay, I'm ready. And I literally, I met with him. He kind of pointed me um, in a, a few directions of things. Um, he really wanted to get me involved in, in YPO, but then he asked me how old I was and I was too old to be in YPO. <laughs> so um, that's a compliment. But I was flattered that he thought that I was young enough. But he literally made a couple of introductions 
And then those introductions, it, it just literally is a domino effect. And Bill Neal uh, is uh, retired now, but was one of the partners with Krieg DeVault. And he and Don Altmaier were very good friends. And he introduced me to, to um, Bill. And Bill literally took me under his wing. And, you know, he was thinking of people that I might, that might be good for me to meet, made uh, an introduction to a few people with the Indy Chamber and a few others. And just, um, it is absolutely amazing. And, you know, I'm, I feel very fortunate in this particular community of Indianapolis, you know, it seems that everyone, and I hope it's this way for everyone out there, but this, this org, this community is incredibly uh, giving and helpful and everyone wants to, to help you. And I just, it is absolutely amazing to me how much I have, learned from other people and how willing they are to help. Everyone has been like, how can I help you? You know, and they make introductions and it's really fun when you go to an event that you went to the year before and you knew absolutely no one, but the people from your own firm. And then after a year of, of being out there and networking and, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone, big time because that was not something I had done a lot of and just literally learning how to walk up and stick your hand out and, and shake someone's hand and introduce yourself. You know, we're all in the same boat. Everybody's, you know, trying to do it. And um, so it's amazing how re receptive people are. And then when you go the following year to the same event that you went to the year before and and you literally walk in and you are, you're talking to people and you know most of the people there, that is a really, really good feeling. Yeah, you can see the fruits of your labor <laughs> yes. come to life. Yes, and you have an, you have an apples to apples comparison of, of what it was before and, and you can measure you know, how much you've achieved in this past year by, by comparing the same, you know, at, a, at the same event. Also, you know, utilizing our business development people, using, utilizing people in the community that, that, that are very well connected and, you know, sticking, sticking by them, watching how they do it and just, you know, simply getting out there and representing the firm. Well, and you love the work so much. So I think people love what other people are passionate about. So it's much easier to connect when you really love and what you're doing and seeing the impact that you're having. Yes, I could not agree. With you. you know, what a great story, Melissa. Uh, thank you so much for sharing. There are multiple takeaways. The three biggest that really jump out to me are first of, first of all, do work that you love and be the best that you can be at that. Like that's what you were doing in that director of interiors role. Like we, we could hear in the story just how passionate you were about that. And, and so not surprisingly, growth happened and you were collaborating with other people in doing that that got noticed and led you to the position you are today. The second thing is I so admire the courage it took to step away and focus on what's most important to you, to focus on your family. The quote you, you used, you said, never be afraid to do what works for you. How important that is and, and how important that is in your journey, that in some way that was part of getting you into the role you're in today. 
And then, of course, the third thing, as, as you said, lay the groundwork for whatever may lie ahead because you never know. And, you know, in your case, you were so surprised you hadn't anticipated that. Well, thank you. <laughs> Melissa, if our listeners want to connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Um, probably LinkedIn would be the best way. Thank you so much for being here, Melissa. Thank you for sharing your story. Well, thank you so much. It was an honor. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a being at work story. 